there was definitely some level of founder depression grief etc that definitely kind of comes in and kicks in i didn't realize that pattern till it was almost a year into it and i realized what i was doing to myself and my body and today the way i deal with it is actually by working out it's funny that one new activity can help you debunk a lot of your bad hab- yes. habits people around me my wife particularly has realized that and she's like okay just go get your 30 minute run come back home do you think there's a big advantage what you've got because your partner is uh, in fitness my sister is also into endurance uh, she does similar triathlon trainings and stuff like that and so having that ecosystem where people understand it 100% key to the success we come from a family where everyone loves to play tennis growing up at the age of 6 7 8 10 i used to go there almost every day every weekend and i used to play tennis with my dad and that really brought in the love of sports for me the line between crossing that kida to the next level is also called junoon right i mean <laughs> <laughs> data and metrics are super important right i mean are you into wearable tracking what kind of stuff yeah, you track yeah so my my favorite digit is my garmin watch this is like a little computer on your hand and like an entrepreneur at the end of the day you can see all the data you want but you're just going to shoot from the gut cycling is a very very expensive yeah. sport every small thing that you need on a cycle costs a whole lot of money so i'm actually trying to work with a lot of these cycling stores to like you said enable credit do you think being vulnerable is a sign of progress 100% and if you had asked me this 5 years ago i'd probably say no hi welcome to the other side i'm your host dilip an entrepreneur and an endurance athlete in this podcast we will explore the experiences of high performing individuals while unpacking their mental and physical fitness routines that took them to where they are Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to Gaurav Hinduja. Gaurav is the co-founder of Axio, one of India's leading consumer lending finance company. But in today's episode, we are not going to talk about startup or building a fintech company. We're going to talk how Gaurav during his downtime as a startup entrepreneur explored his pursuits in endurance sports, how he became a triathlete, and how staying healthy mentally and physically has anchored his professional and personal life. Let's get into the podcast. This episode is supported by Rain Matter Health. Rain Matter Health is an initiative to invest and support entrepreneurs and innovators who are building solutions to help Indians stay healthy. If you're a startup founder and has an interesting solution, reach out to Rain Matter and they will be happy to help. Before we get into the podcast, I have a request. It would mean a lot to me if you can subscribe to this channel in any of the platforms you watch or listen this content. It could be Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. Let's get into the podcast now. Okay, Gaurav, uh, thank you. Uh, great to have you on the podcast. Um, thank you for doing this long endurance commute. What you did. Um, so uh, yeah, I was. Thank told, you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. No, I mean, yeah. there's a lot to explore and unpack about you. I was. told about you first by nirupa uh, who was also the guest on the yes, podcast yes. i know she's a long time uh, friend yes. and a training partner so probably a good uh, place to start um, how important do you think a training partner is for the endurance pursuits i think it's good to know and have people who are trying similar things right i think whether the person is training with you is not necessarily the most important thing but have people who are going through the same journey so we have a few friends who are going through the same journey my wife was doing it a few months last year as well so i think having a group of people who understand what the journey entails how hard it is the sacrifices i think that's more critical 
than just having you know someone to ride with or run with yeah right i mean uh, so i do a sport where uh, when i started i of course had a lot of training partners yeah. but because of the situation and the geography where i yeah. uh, stay i don't get a lot of training partners but i often go back and try to connect the dots between the parallels what you do on the other side which is you are an entrepreneur um, and uh, often there is a topic around co-founders yeah. right so uh, do you see there are parallels between this training partner and having a co-founder you know i would draw more parallels between my co-founder and the role that my spouse actually plays in my in my races right so my co-founder shashank at work i joke with him that he is my work wife um, or i'm his work wife for that matter and we actually balance each other out at work when he is having high days i'm having low days or vice versa when i'm having high days he's having low days right i think it's a similar thing that i find for me in terms of how my spouse works with me right she is the one who many times when i am having a bad day training has not gone well work is not going well she is the one who kind of lifts me up and hopefully i think i do the same for her as well right so and i think she is also very fit and she understands the entire concept of fitness and how these endurance events have played a very critical role in my life over the last 2 to 3 years so given that she gets that i think that has become a bedrock for me in terms of you know how i manage my training uh, over months and years yeah so so endurance uh, as a phenomena has been um, not recent but you not been endurance guy all your life you were sporty yeah. uh, you used to play a lot of sports so we'll we'll trail back on the childhood days but before i get started what was the workout in the morning today oh this morning was actually a, uh, a one and a half hour run Wow. about almost 15 kilometers followed by an hour of strength session wow crazy so i ran from home to koramangala uh, where my actually gym is and i work out with a person there and so finished one hour of strength over there so it was a good two and a half hour workout this morning and uh, all this is for uh, a race what you are prepping for right yeah this is for the my first full ironman uh, which is in copenhagen on the 20th of august amazing so for the folks who don't have a context uh, a full ironman would mean you start with 3.9 kilometers 3.8 kilometers 3.8 for swim yeah. uh 1 uh, 180 80 kilometers on the cycle and 42.2 which is yes. a full marathon yes. and you do all of that non stop yes. right when did this phenomena get on to you about endurance sports you know it was uh, I like like you said I've always been sporty as a kid right I used to play basketball for college I used to play tennis at a decent level at the state level about 20 25 years ago but over the last 10 years 15 years as work you know started to do well and work pressures I completely forgot what sports and endurance was and what a important role it used to play in my life um, but you know it was just around maybe 6 months or a year before covid when work started to get really bad we were almost about to be acquired the acquisition did not go through on the last day and we literally went from you know being one of the best fintech startups to you know having the toughest days that we could actually have uh, that sent me into a bit of a tailspin uh, we work became worse as covid kind of started to hit and you you get into this very negative zone negative mindset getting to work on many days was very hard and i just felt that i needed something to pull me out and i saw the story you may have heard as a runner yes. you know the person of bob hoyt and yeah. his son um and this guy was pulling his son doing an iron man right whose son is probably 15 20 30 years old he's swimming with a boat behind his shoulder he's cycling with like a carriage behind his bike and then pushing a wheelchair and i'm like the mental strength that this individual must have is so inspiring and this was right about the time when my you know my two sons were born and i was like if this guy can do it like he just has to 
i should be able to take something from that and and i had a coach and a friend who was you know also into doing iron mans and i just had a conversation with him he said why don't you just come for an, a ride with me and yeah that was about two and a half years ago one ride started the journey and now training for my first full iron man no amazing i mean um it is amazing to see and we were talking about this before we sat down for the podcast that um there are these parallels where and that's what the intent for me is to have these conversations where entrepreneurship itself is an endurance event i mean yes. it's uh, you know it's it's cliche but it's been said no, enough totally, now yeah. right and um, uh, but truly someone who is actually doing that building that could really understand uh, both the mental and the physical stress around that right and there's so much of parallel because i've been an entrepreneur for a long time in my life and then when i started doing endurance largely is focused on running i could see the lot of parallels yeah. right because at one point of time you are at high yeah. and that high largely comes either you had a great run yeah. or just because you got your commitment from a investor yeah. or you got your big enterprise customer yeah. but the very next day you have a absolutely a bad day because you found yourself into a, a injury <laughs> or perhaps you lost your most important employee right yeah. so that endurance bit is fairly ingrained in entrepreneurs right uh but one thing which i've also seen in a lot of these conversations i've been having is that and you might be exception because it's not that everyone is very sporty right from childhood yeah. right there is a time in their life when they realize that okay yes probably we have some sense of endurance and let's try uh endurance sports as an activity so in your case uh, you said because of the challenges what you were yeah. having right but are you also seeing those patterns that more and more entrepreneurs are taking into endurance activities and their entrepreneurship experience is helping them do that yeah you know i'm starting to see that actually a lot not just at entrepreneurs even at you know senior folks within startups who've now been at startups for like the last 5 years 10 years as we see a new cycle of startups emerge over 10 years in india you're starting to see that the lessons people have taken from their work is starting to play out in like sporting life or vice versa more importantly right and i think those parallels are actually in many ways very inspiring right so for me at work i felt like a lack of competitiveness i'm a very competitive person if you ask my friends and family they'll tell me i'm a very competitive person by nature and when work was hard you know those competitive juices started to kind of deplete to some extent and i felt that i needed something right and so for me getting my mojo back at work literally came from this journey so as much as the entrepreneurship journey helped me get into ironman for me it was almost the other way around the ironman journey helped me get back my mojo at work uh so you spoke about mojo and i'm kind of realized that um and common thread is we we do long runs uh, you do long rides yeah. you also do long swim right and i can't imagine how much of mojo you would need to go back and do it so i am i mean i do probably 10 to 8 to 10 hours of training every yeah. week and i could imagine for you it should be at least 15 20 hours i not that much i'm in the 13 to 15 hour range right but but to get up and yeah and i am doing only one one sport which is running yeah. you have to do running you have to do cycling you have to swimming then you have to do your strength yeah. then you have to do your flexibility sure. then you know you have to do your rehab uh and you have to keep doing it day in day out yeah. right uh now that you're taken up to the sport and you're fairly serious and you're spending that ton of time yeah. right it's not that you're living a privileged life where you're focusing only on your sporting pursuits yeah. right yeah. you have your primary passion you being uh, an entrepreneur running a you know yeah. fairly growing uh, startup right now uh, the days when things are just not going the way you want but you come back and you see on your training diary you have a training block for the next yeah. morning right what makes you go back and do that you know it is actually 
that training block that gets me excited when i have a bad day and that's how i've changed over the last 2 3 years when i would have a bad day at the office or at home or whatever i would typically resort to overeating and the thing that would give me mental comfort or emotional comfort at that point was like a nice masala dosa or a biryani or something like that but today i get that you know spirit when i say okay you know what i've had a really bad day at the office tomorrow morning instead of doing the one hour run i'm going to do a one hour run and a one hour strength session and i'm just going to kill it so that i can i can just get my endorphins back and i'm very active at work so i actually use that as a mechanism to reverse the bad day that i've had rather than letting the bad day at office kill the workout so what's typically uh, let's talk what's typically your daily routine like i mean yeah know. i'm i'm typically up by around 5 5:30 in the morning uh, do an hour and a half of workout typically on the weekdays uh weekends are typically longer workouts 3 to 4 hours uh on the particular weekends whether that's a saturday or a sunday um i drop my daughter and and my boys to school uh so that's around 8ish right and then i'm in the office by 9:30 um office till around 6:37 back home eat dinner by 9 o'clock try to make the kids sleep and then by 10 o'clock my wife and i are like just crash because it's it's been a long day by then yeah. right um we have a good group of friends a good social circle so we tend to go out at least uh twice a week on most days when i'm training over the last few months i've stopped drinking so my friends don't typically like that <laughs> uh but you know it is a hectic life uh we do travel a lot uh, especially on work and so i think juggling these three four balls together does become very very difficult so it is a tiring day at the end yeah so the chaos uh, which and i know between uh, amongst the amateur age group athletes who train for endurance uh, fridays and saturdays are the dreaded <laughs> days uh, when most of the world are looking forward and yeah. excited those are the days when these folks are getting to the bed early yeah. because they have early morning training right so there is some form of chaos which this new uh, introduction to your life is bringing to your overall sphere yeah. right um, uh, how is it uh, and you said that the support group what you have got yeah. right so is it been uh, after you got this that you have been able to balance this new approach or were you fairly balanced in terms no, of no you know the that? first the first year was actually very hard i couldn't balance i did a terrible job balancing it i had typically withdrawn from a lot of work travel it was lucky that it was just covid getting out of covid at that point so i didn't have much work travel i wasn't doing much socializing the first year but i think as time has gone on i need to be fair to obviously you know my wife my kids my friends etc so i i think over the last few months i've been able to strike a good balance uh there are days where it doesn't work uh we were out for a dinner last night and i had to get home at 10:30 so i'm like i just skipped the last three courses of a of a good dinner and i told my wife i'm going home i've just got to go and crash right and she's she's very supportive of it but i try to maintain a good balance so let's uh, trail back uh, to the younger uh, gaurav uh, how was it uh, growing up uh, what influences or uh, what important sports had as you grow yeah. and then you went to your graduation uh, and uh, what uh, impact that th- those early days uh, did to you to who you are today yeah you know my earliest memories as a child and particularly into sports was my dad uh, we come from a family where everyone loves to play tennis um, and so my dad has been going to century club where he's played tennis with a lot of his friends for almost now four decades um and so as i growing up at the age of 6 7 8 10 right i used to go there almost every day every weekend and i used to play tennis with my dad and that really brought in the love of sports for me 
uh, watching Wimbledon, uh, watching French Open, you know, 20, 25, 30 years ago with my dad, Boris Becker, Andre Agassi, watching those days, there was something just really uh, good at that point about how you'd connect with your father, how you'd connect with sports. And that really sparked the plug. Uh, I think from there on, I, I really took a loving to basketball, uh, thanks to the Bulls, thanks to Michael Jordan in the in the early 90s. And I was lucky enough to play basketball for my school as well as for my college. And that kept the sports spark alive. But then, like I said, once you hit the work world, everything just kind of went downhill from there till like two and a half years ago when I was able to pick up the Ironman journey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- what's what's your uh, protocol around food we just spoke about um, yeah. uh, you had to skip the three course meal uh, now there are two sides of it one is that um, uh, you have to eat to keep yourself nourished and yeah. uh, uh, get all the damage out from the system so that you're ready for the next day uh, second is uh, which is a common phenomenon stress eating right yeah. i mean especially yeah. uh, in a stressed environment which is uh, running a large company uh, these moments are coming your way almost every time right so what's your what's your relationship with food i have a very bad relationship with food right like you said i am a very big stress eater and um, the days when i'm having a bad day i can eat like four ice creams tubs in a sitting right the hagendas cookies and cream like i could finish half a tub of that in one sitting so i have a very very bad relationship with food um i've tried to get better at it uh, but when days are tough stressful like i said i can end up end up eating uh the good thing that i've been able to do over the last couple of years is i've been able to drop weight so as work pressure was happening i ended up putting on almost 20 25 kilos where my peak weight was almost 95 97 at that point wow. over the last two years because i needed to lose weight to train right i think my relationship with food has started to get better i get a lot more controlled and i know that yes i'd love to eat that biryani love to eat the dosa but that is going to cause me a world of pain in tomorrow morning's long run right you can literally feel that extra weight as you're trying to cross the 15th or 20th kilometer and so the journey of the iron man a journey of endurance has improved my relationship with food and it's great that i've been able to lose weight over the last 2 years uh, but there are days where i just still capitulate and i will get back into my old habits it used to be many many days earlier now it's probably lesser number of days where i just go back to bad emotional eating habits you know it's interesting you say i mean because um, uh, it's funny that uh, you know one new activity what gets gets introduced can help you uh, debunk a lot of your bad hab- yes. habits right yes. and uh, i see a lot of people uh, you know most commonly trying to uh, juggle with this issue of weight loss we are not able to lose weight and so on and so forth and i've always felt that look movement can be the greatest anchor what you can bring to yourself right and not everyone has to do endurance per se but any movement based activity especially if it can be a sports activity because when you are into sports you are also carrying yourself both mentally and physically and that will give you a lot of internal signs and signals that something is wrong either it could be weight or it's yeah. your digestion it's your metabolism which always goes back to what you ate yeah. uh, right so that's a very good signal to give you that road map that you got to go back and fix uh, what you're putting into your system yeah. right so uh, no that's 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 interesting you have to have a goal for it like like you said losing weight for the sake of losing weight is not a good motivator right yeah. i could never do it for 10 years but when i said that i needed to finish the race in a particular time all my coaches told me i need to drop 10 kg and that is the only reason why i was able to do it yeah very interesting yeah so <clears throat> um Uh, something what um, 
uh, I have struggled a lot uh, and I see a lot of uh, friends in my network uh, in the entrepreneur circle uh, also saying uh, is uh, mental health right so there's one physical bit of yeah. it uh, and I, I say it out because uh, in the world where we live today you know the hustle and the grind culture is kind of uh, celebrated or maybe over celebrated yeah. right I mean uh, you are a you are a hero when you say that you've you know you've been grinding for so many years and you've been slogging for these many years right uh, what's typically your toolkit around mental health because you've been on both the sides yeah. in a point where perhaps not a good days where the training might not be going on and of course the struggle uh, the hard days in uh, in building a company right so what's your toolkit you know my I like I said when we were going through a tough period at work is when I think I f- felt my first dose of kind of a bad bout of mental health hit me, right? I think there was definitely some level of founder depression, grief, etc. that definitely kind of comes in and kicks in. Uh, earlier, uh, the way I would deal with that was just, I would, like I said, overeat. I would spend a lot of time on my sofa at home. I would miss work a few days and just binge watch TV, right? And it really wouldn't de-stress me. But it would get me to a point where I just literally fall asleep and then figure out hopefully the next day that I'll actually be better. Uh, I didn't realize that pattern till it was almost a year into it and I realized what I was doing to myself and my body. And today the way I deal with it is actually by working out. So I never get stressed or depressed or anxious when I have a bad workout. It never affects me and maybe I'm a little lucky that way. But I use every workout to be able to deal with a bad day, a bad stressful day at work, when I'm depressed about work or whatever, I turn to endurance, I turn to an activity. And I really think, you know, like you said, motion creates emotion. And that really helps me overcome something. So if I know it's going to be a hard day, I'm like, just do that extra push on your ride, do that extra push on your run. And that, the immense power it has on my mind has changed who I am. And I think, you know, people around me, my wife particularly has realized that. And she's like, okay, just go get your 30 minute run, come back home. So we spoke about uh, your wife uh, a few times, uh, Sheena, right? So, um, and I know offline we've exchanged note that she's into fitness big time, right? So amongst your peer, I don't know, maybe a few friends might not like you going to say what you want to say but amongst your uh, peers when you say their partners who might not be into fitness uh, right do you think there's a big uh, advantage what you've got because your partner is uh, in fitness or it doesn't matter that if you're self-motivated it doesn't really matter what your partner is I disagree 100% I think the role that your partner and friends and family play in this journey is a hundred percent key to the success that you're going to have, right? Like you said, I've seen friends, relatives, etc., where the partner is not as supportive. And they still achieve, and kudos to them, they achieve a lot. And that's just because they are mentally strong. But it makes the journey so much, so much harder. And I am blessed and lucky that not just my wife, my kids, my parents, they don't like what I do when it comes to Ironman. They think I'm doing a lot of risky things by cycling on Bangalore roads. But they get it. Uh, and the good thing for me, my sister is also into endurance. Uh, she does similar triathlon trainings and stuff like that. And so having that ecosystem where people understand it. My wife, though not an endurance athlete, but she is totally into fitness. She runs a few fitness studios. So she gets the mental aspect and how it actually improves mental health, both for me, for her and for everyone else. And I think without that support, I would not be able to do half of what I do. Amazing. And you know, I'll just I'll extend that a, a little bit more to even... I would say my co-founder, 
I think over the last two three years, as I've developed this relationship with my Iron Man journey, I think he has been extremely understanding of what it does to me. Uh, he is a great person when it comes to managing food and discipline about food, and I am great when I'm disciplined about workout. So we really feed off each other, so to speak. We do a lot of travel together, and he's always watching me how disciplined I am at food, and I'm sorry at my workouts, and I'm watching how disciplined he's about food, and we we tend to kind of learn from each other a lot. No, clearly, uh, uh, I think you're also blessed to have uh, training partners both at work yeah. and otherwise. Yeah. So that's a uh, that's a very uh, lucky spot to be in. Yes. Um, so you know why is it always? And this is more um, you know human behavioral that uh, we we tend to pick up things when we are really going downward in that direction, and especially in health. Uh, and unlike a culture, it's not like you know. I'm not saying that everyone has to be doing a lot of sporty activities, but. health uh, both mentally and physically doesn't come out really on top of your pyramid as a priority as you're growing up right it usually comes when we have some lifestyle issue the doctor says that okay now you know your bmi is off yeah. now you want to start moving and that's when we start picking in your case in my case it's been all the same that in our mid 30s we realize that okay shit is happening so you know let's get our act straight why do you think that's that's the culture i mean uh, i think that's just you know that's just indian culture i'm sorry to say this but you know we've all grown up uh, without realizing the importance of you know it has always been the rat race right go study get first place second place get to the best college but get to the best grad school either start your business or if you're getting a job kind of rise the ranks right sports extracurricular activities have never played a critical role in most families i won't generalize but in most families in india it hasn't played a critical role right even for me when i was growing up i had the opportunity to go play sports professionally but i was told no because i had to study i had to get the right marks right and so i think that's never taken priority in most indian families and i think that is very different from what happens in the west though i'm glad in the last few years it's really changed in india i have some few friends now who i know one of them whose kids is like 18 year old and is now going for actually professional triathlon training it's amazing to see the change that's actually happening right now yeah so i think it's just about upbringing and culture and as kind of india grows also people will realize that there are kind of, there is stuff outside work so at home uh, the three kids when they see their dad uh, doing early mornings going for the yeah. rides and run yeah. Yeah. mom is doing uh, you know her fitness yeah. do you see that fabric uh, in them right now yeah. is that of any upside no you know one of the reasons you know i have a reason why i do every race or at least why i'm on this journey and so for me doing this iron man is basically about two things right one is how do i you know really create and make axio which is my company to world class company so i always relate work to the race and the second is my my kids uh, i fundamentally believe that kids are a product of the environment and so it is amazing to see how the kids actually react to my race right they know i'm going for my race they watch videos with me uh, they know exactly how the copenhagen race kind of looks like what the route looks like when i do indoor bike rides i have both my son standing there and just kind of just cheering for me my daughter has actually designed a logo for my tri suit which is the wow. initials of my wife and and the three kids it's mssk uh, and so it's amazing to have them into it and i would love for them to kind of come to the race this is a hard one to take them to but in the future we are definitely going to kind of take them to because i want them to see their parents 
kind of take on hard things and complete the things that they're going to say they take on right so there is a commitment that i'm making to them that i'm going to do this difficult thing and i'm going to live up to that commitment i'm not going to shy away and that ability is what i like to see in them now that's an amazing thought process i mean and um, I, i mean i can second to that i mean uh, i have a 2 year old and uh, he knows his dad's a runner he knows his mom is uh, very serious about her workouts uh, and uh, and he knows already by 2 year old so if someone comes at home uh he's going to he's uh, he calls them out and say you know that's the medal yeah. uh, because i have a yeah. I, in the corner i put all my Same medals thing. right Same so thing, yeah. he 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 would I, i don't know if he's proud now because he's just 2 year old but he's actually pointing out saying that's his medals yeah. right and yeah. you say that and he's pointing her to the wall to say that's the boston marathon yeah. poster yeah. right so yeah. and i and i and i it's a great thing because yeah. uh, you know we've been a 80s kid and uh, like you said in the beginning uh sport uh, or staying healthy and fitness was not really a fabric at home yeah. i mean the very few people who had uh, you know they were blessed but largely it was all academics right yeah. so sports was an extra curricular activity yeah. so it's something what you would do extra not uh, as a primary thing right so it was an extra activity yeah. all the time what you have to do the word itself is a bit He misleading have, right? it is right so so when you uh, so you would and every time you are called out to say that look you have to cut down that because your studies are calling yeah. you out right and you will not get good marks and this would not lead you anything and now i now my when my dad is front of his television and he's cheering for cricket or uh, tennis i would say look this, i mean this is such a hypocrisy because if you had made me do that i probably would have been there doing it <laughs> but i think that's that's how the indian yeah, culture is yeah. right i mean uh, you can celebrate uh, others misery and success yeah. but you're not there to kind of cheer you up no mm-hmm. uh, so so that moment when you said uh, uh, when the downtime uh, in the company yeah. uh, uh and then you know uh, the the both mental struggle what you had now uh, you know when uh, you are mentally and physically in a much better shape yeah. uh, than what you were earlier any anecdotes any any situations where uh, again you had to see those experiences you have to cross paths with this experience but because of the current mental state what you've got uh, you could really swim through that yeah you know uh, the tool set that i've developed over the last 2 3 years has helped me manage a lot of the stress that happens at work it's work is definitely much better than it ever was but you know as an entrepreneur like work is never that good there's always ups and there are always downs right and so every time there's like a a bad you know situation i kind of dig deep and i create a milestone for myself right so over the last year year and a half right as the funding environment has changed it became imperative for us and for almost every company to have a path to profitability and get profitable very quickly right as we saw a lot of our competitors almost kind of vanishing uh, and so for us i had set a deadline that i am going to time my next race when the company is going to become profitable and lucky for me that is actually happening in the same month now so next month when i go uh we most likely will be profitable as a company and so i create these milestones in my head uh and this this is what keeps me going right so it's near term milestone which is get profitability do the big full ironman race three year out milestone is figure out a public listing look at the world championships or like swim the english channel right bigger the milestone at work bigger the milestone in my in my endurance journey as well right so yeah. i ensure that i keep linking both of them all the time so uh, very interesting right i mean <clears throat> one thing which i have um, uh, observed on myself also is that um, as you are aging as an age group athlete yeah. uh, and you are evolving as a person yeah. 
your superpower is to set reasonable goals yeah. right uh, you suddenly would not want to stand up and say i want to be a billionaire yeah. right you suddenly would not say that i want a 50x growth and the same would go in your uh, endurance pursuit yeah. you would suddenly not want to say that you want to do a sub 7 hours in your triathlon yeah. or maybe do a yeah. sub 3 hours in a marathon right you know the situation you know your environment and you kind of set those goals accordingly like you said you told yourself maybe in 3 years or 2 years you want to qualify for a championship yeah. right yeah. Uh, uh, the kona one right yeah. and that come and you know i'm sure you know by now that requires so much more than what it is right now yeah. on your plate right both time uh, your uh, your training and a lot of other aspects right that do you think is a superpower for you right now you know rather than i would say the superpower is not so much in setting you know smaller go- more reasonable goals for me is i think it is setting the big goal but giving yourself enough right. time and making sure the small goals happen so you reach that so you set the big goal keep it in a parking lot set the right? micro goals right? right and then figure out what the game plan is to get there so for me the big goal of the next 2 3 years is the world championship or to like swim the english channel i am nowhere close to that right now but i know that okay the first milestone is do the full iron man this year do another full iron man next year but do it faster the third year hopefully do two iron mans in one year and do them faster so i've got like this ladder of goals that can hopefully get me there will i ever get there i don't know and i think the superpower is it's okay if i don't get there i'm at least trying right yeah. maybe 20 years ago if i didn't get there i'd be really disappointed but now i know that that journey and that goal is actually helping me with something else it helped me manage my mental state it helped me manage stuff at work so if that goal doesn't happen i'd be disappointed but it's not the end of the world so the goals are up on the wall it just it's up in my mind <laughs> <laughs> so when you set these goals yeah. right and uh, um what what's your execution uh process like i mean who all do you typically involve and i'm talking particularly because i know at work you would yeah. be talking to your investors yeah. to your co-founders to your yeah. management team yeah. when you are setting up your uh, endurance pursuits yeah. uh, what's your team structure like i mean how do you go about in saying that this is the race i want to do this is the time i want to finish and this is how i'm going to structure my training so you know the the longer term goals is just honestly within me i don't discuss this with anybody because it's so hard to do i don't want to you know put it out there in the world let's see if it ever happens but the near term goals i discuss with about 3 or 4 people right so one is my i have a triathlon coach who's also a good friend right i discuss them he gives me all my workouts etc so we discuss what strategy is for the race um i have a strength coach uh, who i'm very lucky to kind of be able to work with and he's like okay this is what we need to think through this is the amount of time i need to spend on strength how many months i need to spend on strength to be able to get to that goal there is obviously my wife and fourth is just a good group of friends honestly who are training buddies and training partners who you know we really bounce off each other and really absorb each other's energy and we do it in such a way that many of them register for the same race or a similar race around the similar city around the same time and so it becomes a nice kind of group activity and a holiday that we follow up with afterwards so i think there are this group of about four or five people that are my core you know team so to speak when it comes to discussing and planning uh, how and what i want to do so once you zero down on a race yeah. uh, talk to me about how do you go about and putting your training together because we know there are three activities yeah. so there's a 10 to 12 hours of week uh, hours of training which is getting packed in a week yeah. uh, uh, how do you go about in structuring these uh, bits yeah so a lot of the structures given to me by my coach um, i don't question it honestly i just blindly follow it uh, 
but it typically works out in such a way that you end up doing about two swims a week so about one to one and a half hours of swimming a week you end up with about five to six hours of cycling a week because you need to get used to sitting on the saddle for a good six hours uh, you're running for about three three and a half hours a week and i try to do two strength sessions for about two hours a week so that really brings it brings it up to about 10 to 12 hours a week any recent injuries which kind of give you any scar touch wood nothing so far right. uh, i've been lucky that way so that means the strength uh, strength is the really strength working coach, for you yeah yeah i mean uh, there is my coach somia who runs stairs like he is a godsend and the minute and this is where my team comes in handy right because the minute i told my wife i wanted to do uh, a full iron man right i had done two halves the minute i said i want to do a full she like the only way i will let you do a full is if you go and sign up with somia right and i was never training with him a year and a half ago i started training with him maybe 6 to 8 months ago and i think he is the reason i have not touched wood i have not had any kind of injuries as my training volume has significantly gone up amazing uh, so uh, you were saying uh, there is a meticulous approach in putting together these uh, races yeah. right so uh what's really on top of your mind when you going to choose one race uh first it has to be in a city that i would love to visit so we typically try to plan this in cities where my wife and i have never been so it becomes a nice kind of holiday for us as well a good way to experience and see a new city uh second it should be a relatively popular race because you want a lot of people there the crowd support the energy that the crowd brings is a big factor especially when your legs are tired and your mind is ready to give up right uh, that's the second third is the weather right i would not want to do it i've done one race in the middle east and i will never do it in the middle east in march again um, and fourth is just the terrain of the course right so is it going to be a very hilly course is it going to be is the ocean going to be really kind of rough during the month where the race is these are the four or five factors that i typically look at So when you're looking in these aspects uh, triathlon as you know as most people might not know it's a very tactical race because because you have to handle three different uh, activities plus yeah. there's a lot of ancillary aspects which is a nutrition which is a hydration the weather uh, and therefore data and metrics are super important right yeah. so um, what's your um, toolkit around your data variable stack i mean are you into variable tracking what kind of stuff yeah, you track yeah so my my favorite digit is my garmin watch Uh, uh i just love the level this is like a little computer on your hands right it, it tracks from heart rate to oxygen levels to speed on the workouts whether that's running swimming cycling whatever it is right um uh, i spend a lot of time on the garmin app and the training peaks app that my yeah. that my coach actually uses for me uh, and so i sometimes get too obsessed with metrics and so i'm actually you know at work also i get obsessed with the data that's so the entrepreneur to, yeah maybe that's the entrepreneur so i try to pull back and just yesterday i was sending to my triathlete coach uh, vinay and i sent him like hey you know my vo2 max which is a good indicator of how well you're performing has gone to 48 uh, or my resting heart rate for the last few weeks has not been that good because i've been a little sick he's like just stop like stop reading this just go with your gut and just go with what you feel so i am now in the phase where i'm trying to just tune out some of the data because there's a bit of overload of data as well yeah. and like an entrepreneur at the end of the day you can see all the data you want but you're just going to shoot from the gut yeah yeah uh, are you into tracking your sleep uh no not much no, yeah. not much i try i in most days i get good sleep but i just know at the end of the day whether i've had a good sleep or not and i've been told to track it but i just don't want to get into this loop of tracking or yeah. waking up in the morning and like oh my watch is saying i didn't have a good sleep but i actually slept pretty well right yeah. so i can i i'm a judge of that myself i don't need an instrument to tell me whether i slept well or not yeah sometimes data can be a bit more intrusive yeah. in the sense that it can um 
yeah, it just can sway you around yeah. uh, what the original is. So as an extension to your nutrition, uh, what does your supplement stack look like? Yeah, so uh, I use uh, a lot of gels, obviously. So uh, these are energy gels, carbohydrate gels that are packed with sugar and caffeine that you use middle of a workout. Um, I use uh, protein shakes, uh, typically post a workout, the whey protein uh, that you use. I use salt chewables because I see that on long workouts, I typically end up losing a lot, a lot of, of sodium food. in the body and salt. And so that makes the workout harder as well. And I think I think my favorite brand in this is this company called SIS that makes yeah. just an amazing set of gels, powders, hydration powders. You know, you have these troop waffles. I, I You can see the little child coming out of me when I have all this, you know, uh, amazing little things to pick out of when I go shopping. And so that that's in some way become my new kind of food habit that I like to just go and pick out. And there's one whole section in the fridge uh, that is dedicated to just a lot of my gels uh, and stuff like that. So between the three activities of your endurance sport, um, what, what's your strength and what do you think is the weakness? Uh, my strength is definitely cycling. Uh, I love to cycle. Uh, and that's also, I, I think I'm relatively decent at it. Uh, my weakness is definitely swimming. Uh, I've I've been an okay swimmer all my life. Just started to get relatively decent in it, but I'm still some someone that's relatively slow when it comes to uh, swimming and seeing a lot of the other triathletes kind of swim. Uh, so that's kind of my weakness. So typically, what's the mental model when you try to learn a new skill? And I ask this selfishly for myself too because I was telling you yeah. uh, I've been very bad in uh, learning swimming. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I hope uh, I don't get drowned, but uh, but I'm not a swimmer, right? So what's typically a mental model when it comes to picking new skills? Because yeah. both at work yeah. um, uh, and in your pursuit of endurance, uh, this I feel um, uh, is something which you'll have to cross path uh, almost on a regular basis, like right? picking new skills to get those nuanced benefits. Yeah. At work, you want to pick new skills because that will help you get that edge to your competition uh, at, at your training, you want to pick this new thing so that you can get those few minutes of your training. So what's usually the your mental model? So for me, the first step to that is getting a coach, right? Okay. If it's a yeah. big activity now, that's worked for me well, whether it's in endurance, so I got a swimming coach and I spent few months with that person actually learning the right technique. Likewise in business, I got like a, a, a business coach, a CEO coach who's really helped harness some skills, softer skills, communication skills, etc. Right. So I never, or at least in the last, in the recently, I never shy away from asking for help and getting a coach. A lot of people think it's a sign of weakness, but for me, it's actually just my method of actually doing these things. Uh, the second thing is, you know, if it's a skill that I really, really want and I need, so I can't do an Ironman without knowing how to swim. I will get to a point where, okay, I don't need to be the best at this but I just need to get to a point where I can swim the three and a half or 3.8 kilometers that I need to do. And I'm okay with that, right? Whereas if it's a skill that I already have, like cycling, I am obsessed with trying to finish the cycle at a 30 to 35 hour kilometers hour speed. But I know it's a new skill. So I'm like, okay, I will compromise here. I will just check the box, make sure I know how to do it. But because I'm compromising here, I'm going to double down on something else. And I'm going to make sure my cycling is that much faster. Uh, so... Uh, there's this thing about, uh, I don't know whether it's myth uh, or what, but uh, work-life balance, right? Uh, and that stems beyond uh, that term because A, uh, you're, just, uh, you're just not trying to balance two different worlds, but you're also trying to balance multiple expectations, yeah. right? 
So at work, you would have an expectation from your team, from your investors, from your co-founder. Um, at, at home, you have expectations from, you know, your spouse, from your kids, from your parents. Yeah. And most importantly, your expectation from yourself, yeah. right? I mean, that's, that's in the corner, right? Tell me instances where you failed and you, you realized that, uh, you know, it just was not working well because you were trying to kind of do those balancing act. You know, when I was about a year ago, a year and a half ago, I tried, I thought I could do, you know, two races a year, right? I had done my, the Ironman Dubai in March and I thought I'll do the Ironman Goa, which is in October or November. Um, and then I was like, okay, I, there was also a bunch of travel. I had just turned 40 and, and so I said, okay, let's travel a little bit with the kids, with friends, etc. And I thought I could do it all. Uh, and that's when I realized that no, the body just actually gave up. I let myself down. Only simply because I thought I took on too much. And that was a big learning for me. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be in a position where I can do two races a year. Because as I started training for the second race, I completely lost track of spending time with the kids. My body was in the worst shape it's been in the last kind of two to three years. And I just didn't do the race. I said, it's okay. It's a failure. I have taken on too much on my plate. Let's take this as a learning and move on in life. And... Right or wrong, I don't know. I compensated by now doing a full Ironman rather than doing it a half. So, you know, you get these, for lack of a better word, these kidas in your head that, okay, I didn't do two races in a year. Yeah. So guess what? I'm going to compensate and by doing a full one. So uh, let's see if I made a good decision or not. Yeah, the, I mean, uh, the, uh, the line between crossing that kida to the next level is also called a junoon, right? I mean, <laughs> so let's, on the positive side, because you are aiming in five weeks to go to, let's call it, could be a junoon to do that, <laughs> right? Enough, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, at work now, yeah. uh, you, you know, I mean, your co-founder also has this unique other side you were saying. Uh, I'm sure by now, pretty much uh, the entire 800, 900 size of the team knows, uh, you know, their boss, who is in, who is he, right? Yeah. I mean, beyond yeah. just being a co-founder, right? Uh, how much of, uh, do you have seen that fabric uh, bring impact in that team uh, to have their health and fitness as a priority? You know, I think the first impact is that they had on me, right? And uh, and the reason I say this is because up till a few years ago, I don't think I was being most open with the closest team that we have, our senior team, right? I had never really discussed this, the level of depression that we went through, the grief that I went through when the company had its troubles, right? But but over the last year or two, I think I've considered this core team at work as friends, as family, to whatever greater extent that I can. And I started to open up to them in small ways, right? And I think that has helped me, I guess, more than it's probably helped them. But now at least I'm starting to see that people are having conversations around, people understand what an Iron Man is, people understand you know, how difficult it is. And I think people are starting to kind of say, okay, why don't I give it a shot? Maybe do my own 5K, maybe do a little bit more. Uh, some of them think I'm a bit crazy uh, that I'm trying to take this challenge on. But if I'm able to even like motivate one or two or three people in my company, I think that itself turns out to be a bigger motivation for me than for anything else. Do you think being vulnerable is a sign of progress? 100%. And if you had asked me this five years ago, I'd probably say no. Uh, but I think it definitely is. Uh, as long as you're able to kind of channel it in the right way and demonstrate, okay, yes, I was vulnerable. I picked myself out of it and now it's helping me. So let's figure out how do you kind of create the same path or helping 
path for somebody else who's going through a similar struggle it's definitely made me more empathetic so capital float which you started as a company yeah. is now called axios yeah. right why axios axio so axio means worthy in greek wow okay uh, and so we are obsessed with trying to make almost everyone in this country credit worthy right we genuinely believe that credit is a tool for good if used rightly and obviously as a country we are credit starved um and there is a massive penetration problem of credit so we want to tell everybody that hey you are worthy use credit the right way and it could really be a force multiplier for you in life so i saw one of the t- tweets you did few uh, some time back where you had put up that there is this stationary bike which is part of your training uh, uh system and uh, i think the company was offering um, some discounts or uh, there was some uh, um uh, emi free yeah, offer out yeah. there right so if today you had to pick one of uh, one of the pieces from your training uh, pain cave uh, yeah. what would that be as in pick uh, something that i really like something you really like and you know the company is putting out there's an offer a part of your training system so i am actually trying to now work there are you know bangalore has four five different cycle shops right so i know how expensive cycling is as a sport it is you know running yeah, and swimming expensive. are not expensive at yeah. all it's just a pair of shoes or a swimming cap that you need cycling is a very very expensive sport yeah. every small thing that you need on a cycle costs a whole lot of money so i'm actually trying to work with a lot of these cycling stores to like you said enable credit so every small item on these stores can be bought on credit using axio and interest free for the customers right because we work with merchants to kind of make sure they make this interest free for the customers uh we've just gone live with decathlon with the same logic right so i i'm looking in many ways to find a lot of these sporting goods companies where we can make i can make any small sporting equipment uh easily affordable for as many people as possible yeah that's a great upside to have a, a sp- a fitness enthusiast entrepreneur because that will miss a lot of uh, i mean i don't say that's the reason uh, i mean that's a stopping reason why indians are not active or healthy but this could be a, all the more a good reason it's, it's that, a good especially when yeah. the sport is expensive right like yeah. i said cycling is expensive uh, yeah. and anything that i can play a live in a small part yeah to get people on a cycle and just go out and cycle i would love to see whatever i can do about that no great uh, thank you for doing that uh, yeah. that means a lot to the sporting community as well so you are a startup guy uh, been there for over 8 eight or 9 years, yeah. years eight, now nine years. Um, so in the startup community who do you, who do you think is possibly the fittest <laughs> i mean this is a trick question because i would definitely say it's going to be nitin right okay i had the pleasure of working out with him a couple of or a week ago or so and he is fit right i've right. i've not really worked out with that many more people but yeah. it's good to see yeah. guys like him actually yeah. take a lead when it comes to this so if you had to call out uh, and i i know that you are very familiar with competition because we were saying yeah. Yeah. uh you know almost you are almost the last few uh, men uh, standing yeah. in terms of uh, the competition in yeah. the professional world yeah. but if you were to call out a competition uh uh for uh, either running swimming or cycling yeah uh what activity would you pick up and whom would you call out for a competition you know you just burst that bubble when you told me half an hour ago that you actually run sub 3 hours <laughs> and i'm like wait if this, he's running sub 3 hours i'm finishing a marathon in four and a half hours right i'm like okay that's where the competitive juice really starts to kind of uh get in me but you know if i were to seriously look at i think my my friend and my coach vinay who's also does triathlons right he's an iron man himself uh i think i like to peg myself to him and okay uh he's all, always been faster than me obviously but i i want to 
cover that distance and try to get as fast and as close to him as possible so vinay uh, is also your coach yeah uh, tell me what are the things uh, what uh, you take in your uh, filter uh, when you're trying to aim out for a coach because you have you have uh, you seeked out uh, coaching help professionally at work and now yeah. also at pursue so what are the common fabrics you think a coach should have uh, which has kind of worked for you you know one is obviously they need to have done this themselves that's the most important thing right so when i reached out to vinay or to somya who does strength obviously this they are kind of experts to some extent they feel vinay has done 3 4 triathlons somya has trained a lot of triathletes in fact one of his batch is just a triathlete kind of focused batch similarly when it comes to work who is one of our investors is actually our coach as well and he has built operated seen down cycles in his own business for like over a decade and that really meant a lot to me because i know okay if this person could do it they picked themselves out they got their business out of the ashes and did something successful that is very important that has this person actually done it themselves i would never work with a coach uh, and maybe other people can but i would never work with a coach if they have not kind of been through the fire themselves whether that's an iron man or whether that's business so there are a lot of parallels between mm. uh, iron man uh, which is helping you out in your work yeah Tell me a few instances where you think it is uh, uh, kind of uh, more of a bane than a boon because uh, that obsessive, uh, you know, yeah. dialed-in Iron Man is just not helping you out in your work. Yeah, the you know, two two areas. One is when you keep waking up at four a.m. and five a.m. and then there's this lunchtime meeting where you just really want to get in a twenty-minute nap. It gets really painful. So I'm like, oh god. it's going to be a long day in the office do i really want to get up at 4:30 in the morning and you know do like a 3 hour run uh, yeah. the second is when i travel on work right so i've been traveling a lot over the last 3 4 months and the jet lag kind of gets to you and i kind of had to make compromises to my workout when i travel even though i think i've been relatively disciplined i think the work then kind of gets you like something has to give you cannot kind of do both so at that point work takes priority and i'm like okay instead of doing my 12 hours this week i know i'm traveling i just cut it down to 6 hours um what is the one thing uh you've been longing to work on yourself and you know if you kind of fix that it can give you that 10x more improvement uh as a person uh so good question i think it's 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 really getting rid of fomo i still have a lot of fomo right whether that's at work when i try to keep trying to doing new things i would rather just go a little more deep at work and just be happy with what i have or whether that's even in my personal life right i i i struggle from fomo many times i walk keep wanting to doing something that someone else is doing hanging out with a group of friends that i'm typically not hanging out with and i think that's a weakness for sure uh, and i think that's something that i I'd, i'd really like to work on then what's your superpower my superpower is is i think now it's become discipline right i can i can be at a great gathering or a party with friends uh, and i can be very disciplined to say i'm not going to have a drink i'm going to go home i'm going to sleep at 10 o'clock and i'm going to wake up at 4 a.m i'm not that disciplined about food like i said but when it comes to these kind of sacrifices i think that's starting to become my superpower so when now when your parents are saying that uh, what on god earth Uh, this boy is doing i mean three kids uh, work demanding and fi- i mean getting up early in the morning going for uh, you know uh, runs and rides uh, uh, 
uh, what's that one thing you are now telling them so that they they are turning up to be a cheerleaders for you <laughs> you know i i i joke with my parents but this is actually into some extent the truth the reason why i want to be successful at work and is is because my dad actually built a great business over 30 years and he sold it had a great exit so in many ways the pressure doesn't come from him but the pressure comes from myself that i i want to emulate his success i want to fill in his footsteps and i've not yet been able to do it and the iron man journey is helping me to make sure i can kind of cross that path in my professional life and so i keep joking with him like he tells me what are you going to you're going to cycle 200 kilometers like what is wrong with you i'm like you should have told me this 30 years ago when you were building your business and you were doing things that people thought were not sustainable yeah. he used to travel to the us for like 24 hours and come back right and so i said this is my why this is why i am doing it and i think they get it when they see the impact is starting to have on my kids yeah. so when um, i mean you are sought after amongst uh, uh, people who want to start entrepreneurship I hope uh, so. uh, yeah it is too i mean uh, because you've seen those cycles yeah. right uh, yeah. and uh, both uh, persistence uh, and the grit and determination which is now kind of personifying uh, at in the work aspect also in and, and in your endurance also right So what's the one or two things or three things you would like to share if someone wants to get back on their health and wellness grid yeah. uh what is the few things you would tell them to do which they can get started right tomorrow and not procrastinate a lot I think the first thing is have a goal right and that goal cannot be weight loss I I fundamentally believe weight loss is a useless goal right have a goal whether that's an endurance event whether that's a small sporting event whether that is you know i just do a 5 km run whatever it is but have a goal why you kind of want to lose that weight why you want to get healthier right the second thing i would say is like i said earlier get a coach get somebody to help you don't try to go to the gym be a hero try to lift weights on your own you're going to injure yourself right third is just kind of do things in small steps um uh I I can't overemphasize that point because you will then burn out so fast and I've seen this with some close friends who just kind of just burnt out in like 3 months 6 months and now struggling to actually get back into it. And why should someone um do these things? I mean someone to give their mental and physical health as priority. Yeah. Why do you think they should start doing that? I think you just lead a more fulfilled, well-balanced life, right? Uh I today cannot imagine uh that i was leading the life that i was leading 5 years ago right i was like what is wrong with me and people have their own journeys and people may or may not realize this maybe their entire life but if even one or two people can see that what impact this has had on me emotionally mentally physically i would love to for them to kind of see that journey and have their own journey like you said it can be tennis badminton it can be anything it doesn't have to be a long endurance event but find that why find that something that helps you helps you kind of figure out how you can stay mentally physically fit because i've seen the impact it has on me and on different aspects of my life and i think everyone should should be able to witness that yeah so because you're so entrenched in the startup space and it's again common thing where people call out for requests so if i have to ask you one or two things which you feel um, there's a great need of someone to innovate specifically in the health and fitness space and sheena your wife is yeah. also an entrepreneur in the fitness space yeah. uh what could be those one or two things you feel uh, india still needs someone to go and build or solve for that problem you know i think a lot of people in india have tried this in the health and wellness space is building electronic health records 
I would love to have all my electronic my health records in one place. Many people have tried globally and in India. For some reason, it's never really taken off. But if you can tell me there's a Dropbox somewhere sitting with every health record of mine since the age of five, I would love that. I would love to invest in that. It's a very very difficult business to build, but I'd love to see that actually come alive someday. Yeah, I mean that's a great. I mean yeah. uh, that's one common thing which uh, you know, at Great Matter we also get a lot of uh, people trying to say, yeah. and it's just so hard because there's so many different stakeholders, yeah. right? Yeah. It's just not about you yourself. Yeah, uh, yeah, of because of the ecosystem, what we built, most of the time your own records are not with yeah. you, yeah. and uh, the caregiver is not willing to even share it to you, yeah. right? So you have to have. No, I know it's a it's a very difficult problem yeah. to solve, yeah. but I, I just hope somebody cracks it someday. No, uh, sure. Uh, So next race is uh, Ironman uh, Copenhagen. Yes, five uh, weeks. Uh, do you want to put out the goal? What the goal is? <laughs> <laughs> so that when we revisit, you know you are closer to it. I'd like to finish it in sub fourteen hours. Excellent. Uh, yeah. And uh, what after that? <laughs> you know, I've actually not thought about it. Uh, right now, I'm laser focused on this. Uh, but I, but I know, knowing myself. I know the race is on twentieth August, and on twenty first August I'll be thinking of what the next thing is, right? I just don't mentally I don't like to give it a break, even though physically I will take a break. Uh, but on twenty first August I'll 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 figure something out. But for now it's just like I can't think beyond the full Ironman in Copenhagen. What is the one thing you learned about yourself after being a parent? The power of influence that you have, right? I have seen my children uh, do exactly the things that I do. right whether good bad etc it is amazing to see the level of influence that you can have on another human being and you've never really had it with friends or with family or parents or siblings but as children like like i said they are a product of the what they see and the environment that they grow up in and how you behave with them in front of them is a game changer to how they are going to grow up and be in life yep so if you ever want had to had an opportunity to write uh let's say a uh, few lines behind your jersey as you run or uh ride uh yeah. do you have something what you had uh, what in your wish list uh you know there's this famous saying uh by phil knight so he donated the business school that we actually went to my co-founder and i at stanford it says you know uh, at every step there's a new journey opens i can't tell you how easy or difficult the journey will be but if you take the path that is harder it's always going to be more fun so obviously there's a long sentence but the yeah. point is that the easy path uh, never really works out the shortcuts never really work out is the harder path uh, that will ultimately kind of lead to success if you had to go out on a run with someone from history uh, uh sure. professionally personally anyone yeah. uh, who would that be and where would you want to go for a run uh definitely michael jordan around the chicago bulls arena in 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 kind of chicago right i idolize that man uh i think he is probably to me the best sportsman in the history of sports across all sports and i would give anything to meet him one day great um gaurav this has been fun uh, uh like i said in the beginning uh when i was introduced about uh, told about you and then again a common acquaintance connected us yeah. um I was very curious to know this other side. And when I started reading uh, more about you, I think the only thing I could knew is a Stanford grad, a lending uh, business, uh, downtime, then raise money, yeah. and now uh, uh, you know closer to the path of profitability. Yes. 
but uh, all the other two people who are common between us said that no this guy also wakes up in the morning does this long rides and long runs and i was very curious to know why is he doing that uh, and is he really doing that <laughs> so after seeing you i could for sure say you're doing that uh, and um, uh, no it's been a pleasure to sit down have this conversation yeah. the idea of this conversation was essentially to set some playbooks uh, if you can do uh, if you know i have done something uh, so can others do yeah. everything ha- everyone has to pick up their own pursuits not everyone has to do a 42 km marathon or a 180 km rides but you could always do something to kind of explore the yeah. other side yeah. so thank you for sharing those uh, toolkits it was a super yeah. uh, awesome conversation i had thank you thank you for having me here and uh, love to kind of be in touch and and, and maybe go for a run someday indeed yes <laughs> i'll never be as fast as you but i can trail you for no, a bit <laughs> no like no like i said i have more things to pick uh, from you than you to me yeah. and uh, Uh, uh all the best uh, for uh, the upcoming uh, iron man thank you so much and i hope to sit down again with you after maybe two or three iron mans <laughs> and possibly chronicle those experiences <laughs> and uh, you know those sure. uh, hard hard times of training sure would love to thank you so much thank you garof uh, it was it was a pleasure thank yeah. you okay that was an end of a great conversation with garof i had a lot of fun i hope it gave you a lot of inputs to go out and explore your other side I will see you in another episode with a new guest exploring their other side. Once more, a request from my side, please subscribe to this channel and if you have any feedback for me, leave a comment on YouTube. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and it would mean a lot to me if you can also share this with your friends or your family. Thank you. See you next time.